Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Dad, be honest. Are you a podcaster? <laughs> oh man, okay. I, this whole episode has been reframed for me where I was going to be like, Tony's putting Meadow through the same stuff he puts Carmelo through. He lies to his own benefit. But if I had to justify being a podcaster to my child, I'd lie as well. I can understand Absolutely. him now. <laughs> totally, yeah. Yeah, you know when you know you you meet your partner's friends and they're like, "What do you do?" And I I was always like, "I'm um, I'm a graphic designer, audio engineer anymore." Yep, I, <laughs> yeah, I because yeah. it's technically true. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for yeah. thanks for fucking my day up like that. I was taking my daughter, you know, to look at some colleges, and while I was there, I saw a guy who used to, I think, host. Um, uh, WTF? <laughs> yeah, I saw one uh, of the original. Is this the podcast crew? Who I thought, <laughs> I thought they were I'm out. I think, yeah. What's a show that doesn't exist anymore? Where, fucking, yeah. We saw Murphy McLaughlin. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go whack him. Uh, episode. What are we up to? Five of season yes. one. College. Yes. Um, I loved this episode. Just up top. Interesting. This is, um, I was, yeah, I, I kind of thought you'd be on the same page as me, but I found this maybe the least exciting and interesting mm. of the season so far. It's also one of the most memorable. Like when I, before we started this show and I was just thinking back over episodes, this one sticks out. Um, I don't know why, mm. but I also, in in remembering it, pre, pre-watching it, I had had forgotten entirely the subplot about the rat and what Tony was doing. I just right. remembered them going to colleges and then the Carmella priest stuff. So I really like the the way that it advances Tony's family, other than Anthony, as characters here. Right. Meadow becomes more of a person and not yep. just like a rebellious teen type of figure. And Carmella especially, getting to see her actual... Uh, misgivings about what tony does her like um questioning the marriage that she's in herself not just being the person trying to push tony to fix it fix it fix it you know like Mm -hmm. she's maybe Mm -hmm. maybe she's trying to push him to fix it that much because she's out as well you know what i mean totally yeah we we've gotten to see her character heaps obviously Mm. but we haven't gotten to see her characters in a life much right and you know what better way to get that than to have her hang out with a priest and confess over the course of an entire night right because you kind of get it's like they're very two very separate things that come together back at the end and then seeing tony and carmella interact right at the end of this episode right uh, was it really reminded me of how 
good they are as actors together, how good their chemistry is, because you get like this bottle episode of Carmella and the Priest on the one hand, and then like a road trip episode mm. with Tony and Meadow on the other side. Two very fun types of things to push characters into developing or doing something else or doing something interesting. Right. And I liked I liked jumping between those two things for this week. So Yeah, interesting. Okay. I guess um, we should just get into it. Yeah, it's like mm. uh, Meadow and Tony have gone off to look at some colleges. Like you said, they're coming out of, I don't know what, I don't know if people in America know which <laughs> college is which. There's some jokes about Berkeley in the episode. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what the fuck Berkeley's deal is. Well, uh, all I know is that they were in New England, which is not a million miles away from New York State and New Jersey, yeah. I should say, I guess. Uh, Berkeley's in California. So I think the issue right. is they don't want Meadow to go to the other side of the country. I see. New England is where a lot of the you know prestigious ones are. Massachusetts obviously has and they Harvard, go to, but Are they going to Maine as well? There's ads for Maine lobsters on the radio. It must be... Is that nearby? I think it's all. This is all near. This is all very geographically close. Yeah, it's one or two states over. Sort of not far away enough. If you were a witness protection program guy, right, you might want to go a little further than next fucking state over. Go to Berkeley. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. But then I guess I don't know if they if if you got put into witness protection, you want to be like I want to still be able to visit my fa- family. I don't know. It does seem irresponsible. Mm. So Tony uh, is both visibly proud of Meadow and being like, mm-hmm. hey, look at that, a college fucking student in The Sopranos. You'd have never thought of that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then also being like, what, you're telling me these college girls are loose? Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's yeah, <God. laughs> still being himself about it and being how Tony is. Yeah. Um, but it's all good. They're having a little, like, they're clearly bonding and Meadow takes this opportunity to be like, they're sitting in the car after going to one of the first colleges and Meadow just puts it out like, hey, you know, you and the mafia. Mm. Tony's reaction is pretty funny where he's like, what? No, that's an offensive stereotype. I'm in waste management and it's not technically the mafia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think the first thing he says is like, that the mafia doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on, this is not fucking Santa Claus. Like the mafia exists. Yeah. I think, yeah. So he, he they go back and forth over it and he, she goes like, uh, look at, I found guns and money at our house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Like, yeah. I know that your friend Dr. Kuzumano also leaves home at 3 a.m. to go and fucking do some doctor shit. But mm-hmm. you're in the mafia, Dad. It's yeah. obvious. Yeah. And so he comes clean and he explains, look, some of some of our money, yes, I, I, I definitely do legitimate business. And, I, and he's clearly proud of that. And right. I think he thinks he's telling her the truth as well. I don't think he's buttering it over or whatever the actual <laughs> phrase would be. Not buttering it's it definitely over. definitely buttering it over, yeah. Sugarcoating, yeah. I guess, is what I'm thinking of. He's sure. fattening it up a little bit. He's adding some hundreds and thousands to this fairy <laughs> bread. But I think he is telling her genuinely how he views himself, where he's like, yes, yeah, some of the money comes from illegal gambling and whatnot, mm-hmm. but I'm a businessman and those are just some of the businesses that we're involved in. And I think I don't know if he says this now or later on, probably in the car because he wouldn't say it in the restaurant. But he's mm. like, for a long time, Italians were forced into this position. They weren't allowed into positions of power. They, were, you know, businesses were not. You know, they mm. were ghettoized. Like there was issues with being an ethnic minority as right. an Italian in America. So I think he certainly has that um, ingrained culturally that perspective of like. This is okay because we were treated like shit for a long time. 
Absolutely. So he kind of tells her, look, Meadow, tell me how you feel about this. This is it. Uh, this is the truth. Are you okay with it? And she's like, hey, look, you know what? Yeah, I think it's okay. She tells him, like, don't dance around it. Don't skirt around. Don't mealy mouth. Yeah. You, I get what you do, and I think I'm okay with it. So he's like, okay, I think my daughter thinks I'm a good person, even though I do the things I do. Anyway, mm. cut to him calling his mistress. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, it doesn't yeah. give you a second to be like, oh, yeah, maybe Tony's right. Maybe he does need to do this, and he's just looking out for his family. Oh, no, yep. he calls his mistress before his sick wife. Oh, yeah, and she's um, upset about something, her sister's something, someone got fucked over. She's uh, she's not happy, and he's like, eh, shut up, and hangs yeah. up on her, basically. Like, someone, she she came over after her, and she's already married, and Tony, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and he's yeah, like, that's yeah, right, you, yeah, you understood what this was going in, and she's like, yeah, well, fuck you still. And then, yeah, yeah calls Carmella for two seconds. Carmella's got yeah. the flu, but then... Mm. Off, at the, off at the gas pumps He sees yeah. uh, some guy in a green shirt Who, oh no, it's like a fishing vest Yeah, he's got a vest on, yeah He kind of looks like we were, what were, Oh, we were talking about uh, this in the previous episode A guy that kind of looked like Paul Reiser from Mad About You This yeah. guy also kind of looks like Paul Reiser yeah. from Mad About You He looks like uh, if Paul Reiser put on a couple prosthetics on the, on the chin or whatever And he drives right. off pretty quick And Tony... Quickly gets Meadow in the car and is in pursuit of this guy. Just really obviously. Like, yeah. totally, like, he floors it, he's screeching around. It's, and obviously, yeah, like... It's a car think, chase. It's a fucking car chase. But when they pull out, initially, it's like, man, what are you doing? You're, like, doing burnout. Like, it's so unsubtle. And Meadow's like, what are you doing? Yeah. And he's like, and he's oh, like, yeah. I'm, uh... Uh, it's a nice day out. I thought I'd take us for a spin. <laughs> like, yeah. 12 yeah. seconds after telling her that he's in the mafia, he's like, hey, now I'm just uh, driving weird. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just uh, having fun. <laughs> you made me miss our turn from all your talking, telling me to turn oh, left. God. That distracted me and I turned right. Immediately starts gaslighting her after being yeah. the most honest and, yeah, her being, I think her feeling like, Asking that question was her being vulnerable, like right. stepping over a threshold almost. And then, right. yeah, straight away, he's just like, oh, I'm not chasing a, a, a rat in case we need to kill him. I'm just driving really fast for no reason. Yeah. But so they go past their motel and he pulls over because he realizes, like, what's he going to do even when he if he catches up to him with Mano in the car? So he yeah. calls Chris, tells him, hey, I'm going to call you from an outside line, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And um, yeah. That, that will obviously be followed up later. Meanwhile, Anthony's given um, his mum one hard-boiled egg. <laughs> <laughs> and fucking orange juice spilled everywhere. I yeah. couldn't stop staring at the, like, the, the very first shot he comes into frame and he's That's, already spilling it. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. He's oh, such a little fucking turd. He's, he's just clearly spoiled by, yeah. you know, the Italian mum who cooks for him all the time. But, like, you don't know how to, like do an egg in any form. And he's like, after I put all that work in, you're not going to eat the egg. Like, how much fucking work could so this have good. taken? <laughs> but then she gets him out of the house. He's off to some friend's house to play Nintendo yep. and um, yep. she's alone in the house. Um, Chris goes out in the pouring rain and gets mm-hmm. the uh, the information off of Tony. He thinks uh, he saw this rat from back in the day. He flipped on the mafia after he got caught dealing heroin and uh, to get out of like a 10-year sentence, he... Uh, you know, spilled to the cops a bunch yep. of information, mm-hmm. and he's in the witness protection program now. So, 
Tony's like, I fucking found him. Yeah. We're going to kill him. Yeah. Uh, so he's calling Chris to get like, Chris wants to do it. He's like, I'm your soldier, blah, blah, blah. Let me yeah. do it. But he's like, no, look, we should get Paulie to do it probably because they have right. some, it's kind of, it's personal here. Some people got fucked it's over. It's like his, his brothers got sent away or something like that. But I think, yeah, the first call he's asked Chris to find the guys or to run the, right. the license plate. He just yeah. wants to confirm who this guy is. Um, at this point and Chris yeah I think he's already like you want me to come up I'll get on a plane like yeah. you know no worry about it um, but yeah at this stage I think they're just confirming the identity of uh, of whoever this is that's right and then and Meadow comes out and she's like why are you using all these fucking pay phones what's wrong with the phone in yeah. our room and Tony's like oh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm uh, taking a uh, walk <laughs> I'm uh, collecting uh, I'm having an anti-coin collection I'm getting rid of coins <laughs> yeah, yeah trying to get yeah. rid of them um Anyway, you could say I'm laundering money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, back home, Carmella is uh, gets a surprise visit from what's his name, the priest guy. Oh, they say it later on. It's um, Jesus. It's a funny name. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Jesus, the priest, is here. Uh, he's late night visiting. He was over at someone else's house, and they were like, "Oh, Carmella's sick, but she's feeling better. So why don't you go around?" He comes over wearing all his priest shit. <laughs> and uh, he's, yeah. they've always got the collars on. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're never not on. Yeah. Well, he, a little later, he, he takes a whole bunch of stuff off. Well, Father Phil. Father Phil Father Intintola. Phil. Father Phil. So yeah. Phil's and here. In, Intintola is a good name. It, it's kind of this tinny sort of like... Uh, weak sounding name I don't know Like I don't mean to be You know whatever But Intintola is a I feel like it's a great name For that character This guy's attitude Is perfectly done too This actor's great Where he's yeah. like He's smarmy He's unlikable And like to be able to make A guy who's a priest Be less appealing than Tony You know what I mean That you are on yeah. Tony's side With this yep. um, Relationship here the, the inappropriateness Of what's going on Because it It, it it crosses the line. It doesn't cross the line straight away. Yeah. But you also get the feeling that like, oh, that's why he's turned up because yes. he, he, this was a latent thing well, and already. Carmella has said previously, there's nothing going on with the priest. And like Tony's kind of brought that up before. And then when yeah, the priest yeah. guy, when Phil shows up, she's off and fixing the hair. She's getting, yeah. all, you know what I mean? It seems beyond yep. what you do with just a friend. So, Yep. Uh, yeah, the priest is over and he wants to eat some ziti, which I looked up. It's that tube yeah. pasta in a pasta bake. Oh, great. Okay. It's delicious. Yeah, that sounds very nice. All right. If you're from England, it's called tube pasta. <laughs> <laughs> but so then, yeah, uh, Tony and come, uh, Tony and Meadow are out. They're having a talk. They're discussion, discussing like, okay, I think we've got like an honest relationship. Like he's like, you're an adult almost. I think mm-hmm. we we I am comfortable with how we are progressing to being able to share things with each other as something closer to peers rather than a totally. parent child relationship. It is pushing well in that direction and healthily well. Yes, yeah. There's mutual respect. Um yeah. and then Meadow goes and fucks it all by saying something stupid like I did a bunch of speed recently. <laughs> yeah. She's like, yeah. I thought we were sharing. And he's like, yeah, you just shared with me that you took a fuckload of drugs. Where'd you get them? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they kind of smoothed that out as well. I empathized with Meadow in this situation. I don't mm. know if you had the feeling of like closer to Tony of like, 
what are you talking about? Like, why would you do that and tell me? I was very much like, I don't know. I don't know if this is our perspective now of drugs being very normalized um, mm. and some of them being literally legalized. But like, I don't know. I thought that was a nice thing for her to open up in that way. Yeah. And she's, yeah. she's, she, she, I think she recognizes that Tony is, you know, had to um, f- cross a, 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 some sort of threshold for him to be able mm-hmm. to tell her about what he does. So she's trying to reciprocate that. I guess it's literally her telling him a crime that she did right. in response to him telling her. Yeah, like so. That's, yep, and it kind of levels out, and um, there. Yes, it, it, I he, was. He's mad at first, but you know he's reacting like a like a big dumb dad. Totally, for everything that we know about him, his temper, you know, his inability to deal with certain yeah. things, he he takes it reasonably well. That's as close as you're getting from him of like breaking down and crying or whatever. The ultimate right. thing to get from an interaction. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goal. That's how you know you've won. <laughs> uh, so, and then she wanders off and um, finds some. Oh yeah, some other girls who go to this college here, and she's like, maybe I'll hang out with them. Or he goes like, ah, oh, why don't you hang out with them? And she's like, Dad. Yeah. I'm being an awkward teenager over here. That's not I'm how you do it. it. Cool. But also, I don't. I didn't think that he played this particularly uncool. He was just like, "Hey, why don't you hang out? Don't yeah. get drunk. I'll see Ask you later." Him about the college, I, yeah. I, yeah. So that was fine. Uh, and he also welcomes the opportunity to be able to get away from her because this is when, yeah, he goes and talks to Chris again, and yep. it's like, "I'm pretty sure it's the guy, but I'm going to deal with it." Yes, you're not going to deal with it. I'm going to deal with it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, back home, Carmela and the priest are talking about Buddhism and stuff. But like, he he says something where he's like, he's clearly <laughs> yeah, some like this. theologist type <laughs> guy. Where he's like, yeah, I look into you know there are aspects of Islam that I can understand, and that there are right, Buddhism yeah. things. There's some fantastic stuff in there. But he still calls them like wacky zenies or something like that. <laughs> he calls them zany zenies. Zany zenies. That's it. <laughs> So he's oh, not. Yeah, that's actually before I uh, before we get off the the phone call with Christopher. Yeah. Uh, my two favorite lines were, "Yes, yeah, uh, you're not going to become one of those zany zennies, are you?" Uh, my other favorite line from this episode was, "Like, come on, T, you got to get me whack it. You got you got to let me whack him. If I whack a famous rat, I'll be a cunt hair away from being made." Yeah, and he's right. Very good. <laughs> he's right. Uh, and he's yeah continues to be I think my favorite character in this show. He's just like always so funny. And he's enthusiastic about crime. <laughs> he, he loves it. He's a go getter. He's uh, mad for it. But yeah, uh, Tony's like nah, Paulie or Pussy should do it. We have friends. Blah yeah. blah blah. Uh, but so then Carmela and the priest are talking some more, and mm-hmm. it's clear from her side that because like he's like oh, I hope you don't think I'm this Yiddish word for a guy who comes around and you know when there's food. Yeah, just yeah, always yeah, shows yeah. up for that. She's like, "No, you're a man. You like to eat. I see you mm. as a man. That's how I view mm. you. You're a man, like my husband. You're a mm-hmm. man. You know, it's very, it's very clear on both ends that there is tension here. Yes, like absolutely. it's not just him yeah. being inappropriate with Carmela. Carmela is, I think, it becomes clear later in the episode, exploring it as a fantasy in her head. I don't think you know right. what I mean. Yeah, and I think yeah. it's it's him because he is safe. You know, he he's right. a priest. Nothing's going to happen there. So she she has the freedom to explore that. Is my impression of it. That's that's definitely what I think, and what I thought. You know, prior to this episode, even because like yeah, you're right. They did mention that sort of like mm. the the 
I think Tony joked about the flotation before, but right. um, yeah, I think that's that's exactly what this is. This is her kind of using someone who exists in her life as a benign, yeah, object of of fantasy, but like yeah. represents. A, a fantasy, uh, you know, a different life that she she doesn't currently have. He's the opposite to Tony, where he is uh, right. pious and righteous and whatever. He's do, trying to do good is the yep. way that she views it, at least. Right. Versus Tony, who she's like, he's going to hell, and I haven't been honest for twenty years about how I feel about. It. But you know. Yep. Um, and then Jennifer Melfi calls. <laughs> oh yeah. To say that she's sick with the same flu as Carmella, and mm-hmm. this is when Carmella learns that her name is Jennifer Melfi. Hmm. And uh, it's kind of a instigating factor in why she t- starts opening up about Tony and about how she feels and like she Absolutely feels it is because you know he's lied to her about his therapist being a woman because he's afraid of what Carmela will think if he's seeing a woman even though nothing is happening with her he knows that the way she views him is that he fucks every woman that right. he can and so yep. and <laughs> then he. And he also does, so it's fair enough. Like <laughs> totally, it just it happens to be like by pure chance that he isn't fucking his therapist. Yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're right. She totally takes this as an excuse or as as a push, as motivation to play things a little looser with old father, old yeah. father Phil. Sends her over the edge. Uh, makes her very frustrated with Tony, who is meanwhile looking at uh, his his prey in a hot tub. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, he's got a wife. He's got a, Well, you assume it's a wife. He's got a kid. Mm-hmm. The, the kid's up. The wife and the guy were sitting in a hot tub. It's unclear whether this family is pre or post being on the lamb. Mm, that's true. Whether yeah. or not he would, would know. But like he hears something. He sees a car drive off. He knows. And he it registers back at the petrol station as well. That yeah. You can see he thinks that was... Tony Soprano or someone from New York. Yeah. So he's kind of onto that happening. Um, and it just goes, it goes back and forth for the rest of the episode here. So I don't know if it's best for us to sort of jump back and forth between the scenes or to just kind of go, here's where Carmela's story goes. And then here's where Tony's goes. Yeah. Maybe we just follow one. So <clears throat> should we do Carmela's first? Yeah. Cause Carmela comes yeah. up next and there's not a ton to sort of analyze about this because like, mm. It's it, pretty all it's all it's on the surface, right? Like it's yeah. like I said right at the start, it's like what better way to understand someone's you know emotions than have them explain them to someone right. <laughs> on screen. She expresses everything she thinks about Tony and then also uh but expresses the most frustrated and uh negative version of it. Like she is right. also and I think you see this a bit from her you know, attitude towards Phil when they wake up, she's venting. She's not, she's not trapped as much as she's saying she's having a, like she's having a vent about this stuff because I think she thinks it on one level for sure. Like I'm going to go to hell and this is wrong and I know it's wrong, but she is the one who is trying to save their marriage by encouraging him to go to therapy. Mm hmm. You know, she and in, in and in the exact same respect, she doesn't want to cheat on her husband with a priest. No, she wanted to explore that fantasy to get those feelings off her chest. Yeah. But in the end, she yeah, she is still committed to Tony. She does like this house. She does like the things. She likes the money. She likes the lifestyle. 
that's the thing. Yes, she opens up about, hey, I've made all these choices and feel bad about them, but she doesn't unmake. You know what I mean? Like she continues yeah. to make those choices currently. Yes. Yep. So it's 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 not. But she is trying to keep. The priest tries to leave at one point. She's like, no, I've got a DVD. I've got Remains yeah. of the Day, which I looked yeah. up Remains of the Day. I'd never heard of it. They play a little bit out of it. And there's like, I think it was a priest and uh, Emma Thompson explore. Uh, he's their butler, I think. Right. But it's two people exploring and not... not uh, Acting out. On- not, yeah. What's that word? Yeah. There's a word. Um... <laughs> to when, not follow through. <laughs> yeah, but when you when you do follow through, not culminating, it's like oh, um, <laughs> there's a word there, right? Yeah, <laughs> consummate can't be it. Whatever it is, who gives a shit? Whatever. They don't. They don't fuck in the book. They don't fuck, which then got yeah, made into yeah, a right. movie. <laughs> yeah, but it is, and it's it's it the exact same relationship of. A wealthy, you know, uh, yeah. high status person having these sort of dalliances without following through with a um, person who exists in sort of a supporting, a support role, right? Exactly. Like a, yeah. A, a butler and a priest, same sort of thing where it's like totally. this person is meant to be um, like a, a, a piece, priest not through being paid, in the same way, mm. but like they're meant to be in some way kind of subservient. Yeah, exactly. Subservient and I reckon in both cases desexualized. Yes. A, like a butler not a butler not explicitly like a priest, but yeah. still, you know, they're a servant, they're an employee in that in that situation. So, um yeah, pretty good uh analogy to throw up on right. screen. And you get to see them, you know, they're actual friends with movies. They're in a little movie club together. Yeah, they both yeah, like movies. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And uh, but then yeah, she starts sort of saying that she feels bad. This movie brings up some stuff for her, and he's like, "Well, you mm. know what? You could do confession with me. I've got my little purple thing here. I've mm-hmm. got my fucking bullshit in the car. Yep. Let's <laughs> let's get let's get honking. Let's get back to that gabagool. <clears throat> and uh, they um they do that, and she's like, "I haven't confessed in four weeks. What am I talking about? It's been twenty years." My house is full of evil, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, lays out all the Tony stuff there. And uh, he's trying to help. He's like, look, you yeah. can maybe change Tony into a better man. Maybe right. that's your job. Maybe, you know, if you can't leave him, if you can't repent yourself, then you can maybe help him out by helping him repent. Because God, right. God will love you again. It's exactly, the perfect right? system. That's it. Like, if you help someone repent, if you help someone else see the the evil of their ways, yeah. then you are doing God's work, and that's something that you know you will be um, commended for. So they're still not in that risky territory yet, but yeah. then they it's, do. It's like a genuine vulnerable moment for her. She really opens up. Yeah, it is like the kind of thing where after you you know a few drinks, you open up to a friend and you're like. Fuck man, this stuff's been you know killing me for, for yeah. years now, and I just you know I just b- bottled it up inside, and that's what's happening there. That you're right, it hasn't gone into any weird territories yet. But then he suggests, hey, we could mm. do sacrament, and she's like, oh, not until your birthday, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and they, you know, they do the thing, the blood of Christ and the body of Christ and the cookie and the thing, but it is uh, 
filmed in an extremely sexually charged manner. <laughs> it's so suggestive. Yeah. And that ex- existing tension just rises and rises. And he fucking starts downing the wine to, yeah. like, you know, he's glugging. Get himself. He's glugging away. He's chugging and glugging because he wants to build up the confidence, right? To. To make that move. I guess so, because they sort of fall asleep afterwards. Like, yeah. kind of up against each other, you know, close enough to yep. being in each other's arms. Yep. Um, they get awoken by a phone call of Anthony saying he's going to stay at his friend's house. And they get fucking close to each other before Ooh, yeah. uh, the priest, Priest Paul. Paul? Phil. Phil. Father Phil. Before Dr. Father Phil, Phil. Yep. has to uh, go and... Uh, Empty rather than fill, because yep. he throws the fuck up, and uh, he uh, sleeps over for the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. later on, yeah, Carmela's awake. She's reading a newspaper, and he wakes up sheepishly, guiltily. Comes over. It's very awkward. Yes, they're both for, having from a beat him like, from his from perspective. Him. They both knew exactly what was going on there. Yeah, and, and I he, think she already has um, resolved that within herself. She is very clear. On what happened, and is very clear on how she's going to feel about it. And I think she's upset with him pushing guilty. that boundary. Like even if she right. was was doing the same thing, it is still more on him than her, being that he's in the position of I'm a priest, and she's married. He's a right. we assume he's a single man. Yes, he's a priest, yeah. but uh, yes, it's they're in her house. She was sick. She's married. Um, mm-hmm. It is much more. You could argue it's much more inappropriate for, from his perspective. But they're both kind of ju- justifying, like, nothing happened, nothing happened. I guess nothing happened. Yeah. My car was in the driveway yeah. all night. Holy fuck, it's Tony Soprano's wife. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, they they have a very awkward, uh, hey, it pushed too far, and she clearly blames him, and I don't think for no reason. Mm. Mm. And uh, that's sort of the where that's left before Tony and uh, Carmela meet up later on. Yeah, right. She knows, is aware of her the fact that she was testing the boundaries and, and, and pushing a fantasy out to see what it would be like, but has, you know, by the end of it gone, well, I may have issues with my husband, but um, cheating on him is just as bad as the shit that he does. So right. I'm going to... Maybe she's learnt something from this experience. I don't know. Or Well, yeah. I think the thing as well that she was attracted to about this man was his sexlessness and his position yeah. of being a trustworthy yep. uh, and like moral figure, which is the totally. opposite of what Tony is. And then sure. it gets to this point where it's like, oh, you're all the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true, true. So you're, you're not this pure, no one is pure, but no. especially not this guy. So. And he's like, last night was one of the hardest tests from God I've had. And it's like, I'm not a fucking test. Fuck you. Yeah, I don't know. That, yeah. that made me yeah. mad. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. He he he's as much a narcissist about it as Tony is about everything else. You know, like he he absolutely made it about himself, and right. also made it a test from God to distance himself from his actions or his potential actions. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. it's not that he did anything. It's like, oh, what I actually did was overcome something. So I actually did really good. Ex- totally. Yep. Yeah. Great. Yep. That's exactly how. Fuck that dude. Totally. Um, while that was all happening, Tony's spending the night kind of hunting this dude down. Yeah. He goes through phone books and looks for... He's found out, like, because Chris gave him the the 
undercover name of this of, yep. of him, the yep. uh, witness protection name that was attached to the mm-hmm. license plates, and he's looking for like. This guy owns a shop or something. I think he knows he's that like already. A travel agent or something. So he I looks at Peter's hardware first. He's looking at all these Peter places. Yeah. And uh, I don't know quite why he thinks he owns a business, but whatever he does. And there's something about a. He used to be called Fred, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And in the phone book, there's a no, no, Peter's no, no, no Fabian. Fab, right? Maybe Fred it's- is short for that. The um the initials were the same. There was some there was something about there it. There was some initials shit. were like FP and the uh, the fake name was FP, but they put it together. Yeah, because in the phone book, there's a place called Peter's Travel. Ask for Fred. It says right. So there's right. something about that that clicks in Tony's head. Yep. Uh, and while that's happening, this guy, this uh, this rat guy, is also kind of going around town and making sure that no one's looking for him. Yeah, he talks to like a mechanic or something. He um. Yeah, he goes to that bar that Meadow's at and he's like, no one's asking around about me at this bar, are they? That's right. So, yeah, he's... uh, They're kind of a cat and mouse thing. Tony's Mm -hmm. hunting for him. He knows he's being hunted, so he's making sure that he's safe. And uh, he figures out where Tony is. Yes. So Tony goes to the Peter's Travel first. He sees some Reagan bust... That must he must have recognized <laughs> as this dude's Reagan thing. <laughs> that was from uh, they talk about it. Chris talks, they talk about it in I think the first phone call. It's a it's meant to be a bust of Frank Sinatra, and Chris uh, is like, ah, oh, he looks more like Shaquille or so, like some they 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 make fun of how dumb it looks, right? Um, it's not well made, um, and now it because, says yeah, they used Reagan to- on it or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they used to hang out and they used to know each other and they used to know that he had that in like his office or whatever. Right. So, yeah. So, yeah, Tony is like, hello, rat. He knows he's there. And yep. then this guy heads over to the motel. He's tracking down scene and he sees M. Soprano and A. Soprano, Antonio Soprano. Yeah. And uh, on like a, a, a little register thing that uh, one of the one of the, the maid, cleaners one of the maids. has. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he hangs out there and waits and Tony's come back with Meadow who is drunk and he's like, you had a fuckload of tequila. She's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a bunch of guys bought us tequila. I'm fucked up. <laughs> and he's got the gun pointed at them, but there's these two other motel guests who are over in the yeah. corner who would have seen. So he doesn't end up pulling the trigger. Yep. But Tony was a cunt's hair away to borrow That's a right. phrase. That's right. Um he takes well. It's I think later on he justifies it as as you know your daughter was there. I assumed it was a coincidence. You know I didn't want to yeah. do anything, and it's like well maybe that, but maybe also there were witnesses. So I don't know how much I can believe you. Yeah, you see him looking at these witnesses. Like it's definitely yeah. not because Meadow was there. Yeah. But he he tries to talk his way out of it later because yeah, yeah. Tony talks to Chris one more time and he's like, "Don't send anyone. I'm gonna do it. This mm. is personal to me." And Meadow comes out again and she's like, this fucking payphone, dad, what is going on? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, they sort of wrap things up the next day. Him and Meadow are leaving and uh, the the rat guy is looking at them leave and he kind of exhales. He's like, oh, okay, maybe I'm all right. Uh, he drops her off in another college for yes. her to go have a look at and then tears away to uh, go and commit the first on-screen murder. That we see him do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because we've uh, seen Chris kill the guy in the deli. We know that Chris yeah, will kill. Yeah. But uh, 
Tony ha- Tony's beaten people up and whatever, but this is the first time we see him because like the rat guy's trying to hire these weird two like oh yeah <laughs> like I guess junkies is the word I'm going to use who yep. who <laughs> like will you kill a guy for me or else I'll tell the cops that you're buying drugs. They're like, off of you, cunt. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're such a weird couple as well. Yeah. Like they, as far as I know, never turn up in the show again. <laughs> but like this like super, super old looking dude. Yeah. And just like a normal looking woman. <laughs> he looks like if Conan O'Brien fell in a volcano and then there's like <laughs> this, yeah, pretty regular looking Brittany Murphy style woman <laughs> who yep. has one line in this show and fuck, I wish I could like her acting in this particular show is that she got to come to set, look a little frazzled and say, fuck you, fuck wad. And that's <laughs> it. I reckon there would have been a ton of people who did that on an HBO show around 1999 to 2004. Yeah. We're allowed to say fuck. Fuck you, fuck wad. So, uh, yeah, they leave and then he starts hearing twigs snap outside and shit. So he's going out and a pretty tense kind of scene here. Yep. Looking yeah. for Tony. Sees a deer and he's like, oh, it wasn't Tony. It was a deer. And out pops Tony. Yeah. And, and he says, oh, dear. He's <laughs> uh, <was> really quick. <laughs> yeah. He's not bad at all. But, but he uh, starts begging for his life. He's like, I, I saw, you know, I saw you. I was, you know, I didn't do anything. You know, I had a gun. I had a gun in the motel. I was pointing at you, but I, you know, I didn't, I didn't shoot yeah. you, you know. And Tony's like, I don't give a shit. You had an oath. You broke your oath. You, you're a rat. I've got a wire around your neck. I'm about to kill you. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Tony doesn't really... He didn't have a chance to talk his way out of this. Tony had made his mind up long before he got here, I think. But then, yeah, you see him choke the life out of him pretty coldly, pretty aggressively, quite scarily. Uh, The show makes a real point of... Like, you know, the close-ups on the hand gripping yeah. the wire of, like, this is not something done lightly. This is not someone, you know, getting popped in the back of the head with a gun even. This is yeah. a man using all of his strength to choke the life out of someone who betrayed his friends and family. Exactly. But, and know, it's, like, primal shit. He's, like, spitting yeah. and spluttering Tony is and yeah. really gripping it. And uh, you you really see the, the life kind of fading out of this guy. And it's pretty full-on. Totally. And then, um, yeah, he kind of cuts his hands a bit on the cable or whatever it is and then sees a flock of ducks flying away. Yeah. Yeah. They chuck it what in there. Th- what did you think of that? Bit much. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit much. It's a little much, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whatever. It's there. It's but- interesting. This, ha- this happened a couple of times where there's like a really overt thing. Yeah. But within the same episode... The like, you know, confluence of storylines and the you know, the overlapping of themes is actually really, really subtly done and or just like, you know, very deftly woven throughout. Yeah. Like and that happens again in this episode, but they still, yeah, they'll chuck in a, a visual metaphor, I guess, as well. They really throw that one there. There's what yes, there is one more in this episode as well that is crazy. <laughs> but um we'll get to that in a second. So yeah, Tony goes and picks up Meadow after seeing these fucking ducks. He might have killed that guy by choking him out, but it's the audience who get bludgeoned over the head. <laughs> so then uh Meadow's looking at Tony and being like, Well, you've clearly been in a fight. Yeah, this is like the, the the most tragic scene of the whole episode, yes. right? Because it's like she thinks and Tony thinks, you know, up until this point, to an extent, they are 
having a mature, you know, relationship in the way that they haven't yeah. up until now. She's growing up. They're being honest with each other. And she it's clear that he's been doing something. He's been using the payphone all the time, which is obviously what you do when mm-hmm. you don't want to be, you know, tracked or bugged by the police. He's clearly like he's got mud on his shoes, his hands bleeding. Like you you just did something. Yeah. And he just denies. He just denies over and over and over again. And and by the end of it you can see that all of the all of that progress they'd made as a as a father and daughter has just been sapped away and she knows that he's lying to her. But he he goes like, Hey, look, we made all this progress. I'm telling you the truth. This is the truth. I'm telling you the truth. And she similarly to Carmella, just resigns herself into buying into the fantasy a little bit, it looks like. Right, yeah. He, he treats yeah. them, it's very much the same. It's the same dowdy pain that he's putting them through, the same mm-hmm. sort of lies and like selfishness that he's treating both of them with. Yeah, and yeah, you're right. That Meadow at the end is, there's because I feel like the alternative is to just be like, no. I'm not allowing this conversation to end until right. you tell me the truth and I know you're lying. But it's definitely easier to yeah. be like, okay, all right. I'll believe you. Yeah. And so he takes her to this other college and they're sitting there. He's in the sort of waiting room while she does an interview or whatever. And there's a big sign up on oh, like yeah. a mantelpiece that says, no man can wear one face to himself and another to the multitude Oh, sorry. I'll read it properly. <laughs> no man can wear one face to himself and another to the multitude without finally getting bewildered as to which may be true. And that's yeah. by someone called Hawthorne. Maybe Samuel Hawthorne. Is that correct? No. Nathaniel? Someone Hawthorne. And like to justify why it's there, this fucking kid walks past. He's like, yeah, he's our most famous alumni. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking runs away. Thanks, exposition kid. Please <laughs> give me some context there. But so obviously, yeah, Tony is lying to people. Yes. That's what that's about. Can you tell? He's a big liar. He has uh, one persona for some people and a different one for other people. Exactly. And that was a quote from that college's most <laughs> famous alumni. Um, alumnus? Alumnus. Alumnus is a person. Alumni is a group. I think that's okay. the that's the way that, uh, that grammar works. So know. then uh, they uh, they get home. Tony and Meadow say hi to Carmela. Carmela's feeling better, and they have a little chat, a small back and forth. Tony's tired. Yep. The ZD's eaten. Yeah. And, uh, Carmela's like, yeah, he spent the night here, and Tony's like, what? What the fuck do you mean? What do you mean he spent yeah. the night here? He, like, he has another great line here. My third favorite of the episode. I wish I could remember it exactly. It's something like, that's so fucked up. I don't even want to think about it right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like uh, all right. That's a, that's pretty intense. And he also is, she's like, nothing happened, but he stayed the night. The car was in the driveway. You might hear something and get the wrong idea. He stayed the right. night. And he's like, yep. what do you mean he stayed the night? What did you guys do for 12 hours? Play name that Pope? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Which I, I not bad. I enjoyed that. Tony Tony is a genuinely funny guy. He's uh, smart. Time. Yeah, he's a smart yeah. dude. We did. We talked about the trailer for Many Saints of Newark and how that seems to be about you know Tony being a capable kid who doesn't apply himself. Blah blah blah. They say all of that yep. and him getting pushed yep. in the wrong direction. But he 
he's not a dumb guy. He just yeah. doesn't apply any of it to introspection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have an argument about that, and then uh, he's like, "All right, well, I don't trust that priest. You, he shouldn't have spent the night over. I, I don't like him." Blah blah blah. Then she's like, "Okay, hey Jennifer Melfi called." <laughs> yeah, and he's like, yeah. "Oh, hey Carmela, hey, I ain't come, fucking up." Come. The ending of the episode feels like a sitcom. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> you get I this. The rest of it didn't. It felt like a great, you know, uh, A and B story drama. And then it yeah. ends with a real like, hey, come. <laughs> but you get like these kind of reverse matching shots of there's one earlier with Carmela sitting alone at the kitchen bench looking lonely and mm-hmm. kind of zooms out on her or something. And then you kind of get Tony from the reverse angle also looking alone. Right. I think they're kind of meant to be a bit matching because, yeah, there's a whole bunch of distance between the two of them right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he storms um, upstairs and uh, the crowd goes wild. The crowd goes fucking bananas for this episode. So you you really liked it. I don't know if I didn't like it because I'd seen it before and so I... Or I just remembered it, you know. And right. I, I was sort of just like... I knew what was going to happen, where the... I remembered, I guess, where the the character development ended up. Sure. Um, which I think other episodes, they have so much more plot going on. There's just a lot more to keep me engaged. Um, but yes, I think the the stuff we talked about, the sort of um, matching emotional plot lines of Kamala and Tony mm. were interesting. And then, yeah, I think you're right. Like exploring the way that he um, lies to both Meadow and, and Carmella is, yeah, Really, really well done in this. Really yeah. interesting. Um, it's a lot of depth in this episode. And it can make sense how it might not be uh, to everyone's taste this episode because it kind of is like two bottle episodes going on. Mm. And I mm. know that they're always controversial. They're always sure. the episodes of shows that people are like, I fucking hate the fly in Breaking Bad or whatever. But yeah, very true. I, yeah. I do tend to like that stuff. So uh, I, I enjoyed this episode and I, I liked how it moved things forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am interested to get back to seeing Paulie and shit again. Sure, and Junior and all of that sort of conflict and tension and stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah, for but, sure. Um, yeah, uh, it, uh, the, I, I enjoyed watching it. I hope you enjoyed yeah. listening to it. Yeah. Um, if you did, give it a review on iTunes and share it around and all that stuff. Um, you can email us at gabagoolboys at gmail.com. Got some, uh, some more lovely emails from people. That's um, great. Yeah, people liking the show, people liking The Sopranos. Um, yeah, it's, we're on Instagram. That's the one social media account we have specifically for the pod. It's Gabagool Pod. So we'll chuck the episodes up there or like little posts about them. So if you want to share them, that's where they'll be. Chuck them on your yeah. story or you know send it to a friend. Cause, um, get, some, get some people yeah. in and join the, join the book club. Yeah, exactly. Um, books are for and- nerds. <laughs> Uh, I had a semester and a half of college. I read enough books there. <laughs> um, but yes, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you uh, for next the next episode next week. See you later. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.